everyone, and welcome to episode three of Let's Talk University. This episode is answering the question of, am I ready for higher education? We've got lots to talk about. And my name is Alice, and Reese is still with us as well. And we're going to be talking all about higher education, the kind of support you get there, Mm -hmm. and also just knowing if you're ready for that sort of experience. When I finished college, I didn't feel I was ready for university. I wouldn't have known what I wanted to do Mm -hmm. if I'd have gone. The only reason I would have gone is because that's what everyone else was doing. And that's not the real reason to go to university. You want to go with some idea Mm -hmm. of, you know, a target in mind because it's essentially a launch platform for your future career. So, yeah, that's why I took five years before I uh, decided (laughs) to come. Was it different for you? Yeah, I think, well, I came in to university at 18. I just finished my A-levels. And I think, yeah, that's the thing is that I didn't necessarily know what I wanted to do after university, but I knew what sort of thing I wanted to study. I knew that I wanted to Mm. go to university and I wanted that experience. And I think people have the impression that if you don't know what you want to do, you can't go to university straight away and you have to wait. You can do that, but also there is other experiences you can get out of university whilst you're figuring that out. Um, So yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about all that different stuff. And if you feel like you're not ready academically for university, Mm -hmm. um, the sort of support you can get at the university here at DMU. Of course, because each course is different and will require different uh, Mm -hmm. learning and uh, working techniques from you. Some courses are more essay oriented, some are more technical and about presentations. Mm -hmm. All of them will involve research at some (laughs) point. And yeah, uh, I think sometimes there's this expectancy that you are alone in how you do your work, but that's not the case. The university has plenty of resources and teams and programs to help you along with your journey you're not alone at all on any level definitely not and we do have Kinga here who is a lecturer in class which is a center of learning and study support here at DMU so would you like to just quickly introduce yourself and what you do here at DMU yes thank you so as you said I'm a lecturer in learning and academic skills support. So the team that I work with is called CLASS. And in a nutshell, we just try to help every student to get first class on a degree. But we also know that it's not what everybody wants or it's not possible to everybody. So in Mm. a way, what I do is to try to unlock students' potential and guide them. And what you both said is also to know that no student um, is there alone at university. So... Mm. It's not about holding hand, but walking side by side and just making sure that everybody at any point can access some support, whatever that support may be. I obviously will specialize in writing, presentations, um, learning and study skills. Also, um, I work alongside mathematicians for math and statistics, subject librarians for research and referencing. And then we also have digital partners that help students with all the digital skills, literacy and assistive technology that is needed. Yes, absolutely. And would you say that um, it's something that people use throughout their time at university or is it something mainly just for first years? It's definitely not only for the first years Mm -hmm. and actually thinking about it as the motivation level increases and decreases as students go throughout the year. So there are always peak points and there are Mm -hmm. always assessment deadlines that obviously motivate everybody to put in more hours (laughs) and and actually realise, oh, maybe it would be good for somebody to give me some feedback on my work, formative feedback before it's submitted. We also notice it's third year, especially for undergrad students, is the time where 
the pressure hitting <laughs> and this is this is either yeah. for good planners or the crisis time where hmm, I think it's March and my dissertation is to be submitted in May. Mm-hmm. Let's learn how to write abstract. <laughs> <laughs> and what would you say is one of the most valuable things that people can get out of the academic support team that you guys have? I think there are many things that are obviously related to assessment and and students' performance. But I think what is the kind of more important aspect of that is that reassurance and sometimes having that conversation, the support that students receive is not only related to that end point assessment. Sometimes it's just having somebody to talk to and having that conversation, Mm. uh, brainstorming ideas or, or just looking into sometimes assessment brief and talking through things. And just being that listening ear to student where actually then by phrasing something or saying something out loud in a learning friendly environment actually helps them to clarify what they Mm -hmm. actually want to do or make a plan. There are many obviously things that are uh, measurable and it can be tutorial outcome that then ends mm. up in a better grade. Mm-hmm. It can be a drop-in that, that helps students to look into marking criteria and actually know exactly what the requirements are. But I think in general and what we hear from students, sometimes that knowledge that in that time of crisis there is that drop-in or there is a workshop to go to was, yeah. or there is that, that face um, and the voice that can be there is actually sometimes what helps the most. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. I can yeah. 100% see that. So we've been talking about if people are ready to go to higher education. Something that I think all of us could talk about is perhaps like everyone comes in with different skill levels. Yeah. Everyone has different areas of expertise. I didn't, everyone works differently, 100%. has different working methods. I had never studied the subject that I did at university before mm. university. And I think people are stuck in this mindset that they're not ready to go to university, but is there a thing of being ready to go? Do you have to have a certain can amount you, of things well, to do before you, you go? This is the thing. Can you ever be truly 100% ready? Because I don't think it's ever what anyone ever expects when they first first get here. No, and I think the important thing to realise is nobody expects anybody to be ready. Yeah. We just expect everybody to be willing or to be eager, um, Mm -hmm. to just be open-minded and take any opportunity that comes along. And there is no pressure or nobody would be able to get the degree after first term of being at university. Or sometimes there is always flexibility of changing degree programs because by being exposed to variety of people, variety of subjects, it is that discovering of what actually somebody can be passionate mm-hmm. about and, mm. and taking risks and changing, sometimes not following that prescribed way mm-hmm. is yeah. actually what is the yeah. most important. Yeah. As you say, it's walking alongside them and offering the support that they need when they need it. It would be very helpful <laughs> at times because I think you can look at some of the work that's required of you and it's a bit like oh gosh, where do I even start? How yeah. do I go about tackling this? Because you could be uncertain. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you mentioned as well about changing courses. That's always something that is an option for students. And mm. I think people are always worried about picking the right course for them. Yes. And that is something that, you know, you might not know until you start it sometimes. Yeah. And and that's absolutely fine as well. Yes. Yeah, I think until you actually give yourself a chance to explore, you don't necessarily know because obviously there are all the voices. There is parental pressure. There mm. are all my best friends and maids. And there is some local area where we grew up and when we think what is the best career opportunity. Mm -hmm. But actually that sometimes doesn't show all the different avenues and opportunities. And being at university, going to different societies, 
learning from different people, people from abroad that maybe we haven't been experienced or exposed before. This is when actually we open our horizons. And I think, again, it's that flexibility that university gives is something that everybody can learn to be ready for and should just enjoy. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think as well, when we talk about going from A-levels or you know, BTEX to university, it's very much described as, you know, this big jump and... It's the leap, un- yeah. Unpredictable, but I think it depends on the person. I mean, I personally found the jump from GCSEs to A-levels way harder than my jump from A-levels to university. I think everyone has a different experience and things that, you know, they find difficult and it's completely okay to feel like you're not ready to go and do that. But if you take that leap, you can find it on the way. But don't let that, you know, lack of not feeling ready defeat you and stop you from going for it because Mm -hmm. every student that's come onto this campus has probably felt that way at some Mm -hmm. point as we've said you can never be a hundred percent ready but that's part of it that's part of the experience it is stepping up so it is like climbing mountain Mm. just Mm. because you haven't been there before it doesn't mean that it's not within your reach you can always see the top of it i always try to tell my students that whatever coursework they do assessment it's not there to punish them but it's there to actually showcase how much they have learned and it's an opportunity as well so it is about stepping up but if we stand still we don't progress we just you know go backwards so having new challenge sometimes may be a bit more demanding but at the same time I think university assessment and stepping away from exam-based education gives that freedom and opportunity for everybody also to show what they can be good at and it can be doing that research, something mm-hmm. that somebody is passionate about and interested in. It feels more flexible to suit everybody's needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A bit earlier, you mentioned, um, you know, workshops and drop-in sessions. And I just wanted to ask, you know, what, what kind of resources are available with class? Yes, definitely. So I think where it starts is actually that we work alongside all the lecturers. Mm. So if there is a programme that has a specific type of assessment, obviously lecturers are there to provide all the subject information and subject knowledge. Mm. But from us, what we do, what we support is that we have um, subject librarians that uh, prepare with lecturers reading lists mm. so they there is an access to the best resources within the area and most up to date and they all are accessed free um, from university library database mm. then from my end we come and deliver sessions so we teach students on the programs it's within the timetable so there is no extra time needed for it yeah. and we can actually go through and talk about the type of assessments and requirements obviously for students to make that the most successful on top of that there is self-selected provision that we offer and it can be a workshop open program workshops that run throughout the year then we have drop-ins so in the term time daily drop-in twilight drop-ins knowing that some people work so it's after five o'clock in Mm -hmm. the afternoon and then tutorials so tutorial can be either one-to-one conversation it can be email tutorial when we provide formative feedback on piece of work so really there are so many things that students can go to and it can be either on one-to-one basis or, or part of a group there's also other support that you have at university, yeah, for example, yeah. like you've got personal tutors as well as your lecturers. So personal tutors yes. are usually a lecturer on your course or subject area that you're assigned to every year. So you probably have a different one every year. You might get the same one. Mm-hmm. And the personal tutors are there basically for any issues you might have, whether that's academic or personal, yeah. or any problems you might have that you might need further support on. They're your main point of contact. They're your uh, go-to. 
personal tutors I've had experience with when I've had personal issues going on mm. and I needed extensions or, you know, further support. And they they were very, very helpful, yeah. very quick at getting things sorted. They they cared a lot. Yeah. And I think that's something that people worry about not having support because I went from when doing GCSEs to A-levels, I felt in A-levels is way more independent. You're you're kind of on your own a little bit more. And I felt mm. like at university, I'm going to be completely on my own. And it was quite the opposite. I yeah. actually had so much support. It was brilliant. It is. It's very um, comforting to know that. Even if you just like, oh, I don't fully grasp what was discussed in today's lecture or workshop mm-hmm. or whatever. Do you mind just Going over that. briefing it for me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'll do that. I can't say anything but praise for all of my lecturers. Yeah. And you go, you go from that to having things where they're helping you with career development and yes, things like that. Yes, yes. So. All of my lecturers, for the most part, were really nice, really cool, really understanding. And you knew, and you knew that support was there if you needed it. Yeah, and this is the thing. The thing that I enjoyed most uh, is that my lecturers, I just could speak to them like friends. You know, yeah. after after sessions, you have a quick five minutes with them and it's very casual. Obviously, there's still that level of formality there. Mm-hmm. And just to add to it, I think it's brilliant what you're just saying because it gives a sense of community. And I think mm. any team works in isolation. So I work with personal tutors. And if they identify that, oh, that student would benefit with the tutorial, then we have this conversation as well and keep mm-hmm. each yeah. other informed. There is obviously well-being team at DMU. Yes. And again, you know, I can see somebody being really stressed. And even though we go through all the aspects of the assessment, it may be something more. They would just need a bit of a debrief time or a bit of reassurance. Mm or meditation Mm -hmm. technique to go through to help them cope with that pressure. And we constantly exchange and communicate just to help students. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I think that wraps us up quite nicely. I think, yes, it does. Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Kinga. Can we ask you, Kinga, before you leave, what is your top piece of advice for a student that might be starting university this year? Just ask. Just ask. I mean, short, sweet. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Just ask. The only time we can't help is if we don't know. Exactly. Exactly. Asking your tutors, asking your lecturers, personal tutor, coming directly to us. There is always something we can do to support. There's no such thing as a stupid question or asking too many questions. Like you're there to ask questions. That's I was going to say, you you don't come to university knowing the answer to everything. It's about finding out. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. No worries. Catch you next time on the podcast. If you would like to know more about the Centre for Learning and Study Support and what services are available to students, you can go to dmu.ac.uk slash study slash support. Links will be in the description, so make sure to check it out. Have a listen to other episodes of the Let's Talk University podcast, where we'll be covering all things about student life to get you ready to start in September.